You are listening to the DIY Recording Guys podcast, your one-stop information source for DIY music production, with your hosts, Fadim Karaz and Benjamin Hall. Hey, hey, this is Vadim. Don't get too excited. This is not a full episode of the DIY Recording Guys, but I did want to give everyone an update on what was going on. I mentioned recently that my wife and I were expecting our first child, and he's here. Unlike his dad, the little guy decided to come a bit early, so I didn't get to tie up all the loose ends I had hoped to tie up, and I'm now running on not enough sleep, too much coffee, and a general positive feeling. So Ben and I do have a couple of cool episodes recorded. I'm sitting on like three or four episodes right now that I just need to um, edit and get posted. We did an episode on different types of reverb. We did an episode on how to build layers effectively in a production and an episode on how to work in headphones, which includes an interview from um, Davies Roberts of Flare Audio. Those guys just launched a new prototype of a headphone that I've been using in the studio and I'm very excited about it. So I invited him back on to uh, to chat. So a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, but I just have to get my head around finding time to uh, to get it to you guys. So appreciate your patience in the meantime. I uh, did want to talk briefly about something I've been thinking about though, so you don't walk away with nothing more than an update. When I was in high school, I read a book called Empire Falls. And in that book, there was a scene where the the main character is flashing back to his time as a teenager and when he was learning how to drive. I'm kind of going from memory here, but it was something like the, the lady that was teaching him how to drive was this old lady and she was kind of curmudgeon-y and mean. At one point, she has him floor the accelerator on the car and he loses control of the car and the car ends up on somebody's lawn, you know, hops the curb, that type of thing. And when, when things settle down, she tells him that to truly understand something, you need to know its limit, right? You need to have pushed it as far as it will go before you can really say you understand this thing. And in his case, a car and what it means to drive it. And I've been thinking about that in the context of, of audio tools for a number of reasons. I feel like when you watch tutorials, you watch people work, there's this, there's this best practice of not pushing things too hard. Like if you had to crank an EQ too hard, well, chances are you didn't have a good enough recording, right? There's something you did wrong and now you're fighting to correct it. That's our general philosophy that's like what we hear all the time and i you know there can be kind of a sense of guilt of pushing things too far like you shouldn't have to push them too far right and so we we feel guilty for doing it um but there's actually some benefits to to really pushing things if you ever watched chris lord algae mix he mixes on I, i think it's an ssl board one thing he will do is grab an eq like something like a high shelf knob and just crank it, you know, 15 dB, just to see what it does. And I think that's a very powerful way to characterize an EQ. So we all probably have a bunch of EQs in our tool set. 
And let's say you have multiple EQs with something like a high shelf. Well, if you boost that high shelf, let's say on a vocal by one or two dB, all of those EQs might sound the same. But if you really cranked it, if you really gave it 10 dB, 12 dB, you would start to realize that there's different characters to these EQs. Not all shelves are created equal. You may prefer one type of shelf on one source and then a different type of shelf on another source. The point is you wouldn't be able to characterize that without pushing those tools. So that's one advantage of pushing something is you kind of quickly shock your ears into hearing a difference, whereas with small changes, you may not be able to do that. The other advantage is you find these little gems, little tools that when they're abused and this is true in plugins as much as in analog gear, if not more so, when you abuse some of these tools, you can come up with some really creative, cool things that you may not have otherwise thought of. Uh, I'll give you an example that I ran into recently. I was playing around with a drum mix, and I just had a bunch of effects on it. I was trying to build a section, so I was just playing around with different presets and different plugins, and I got this really awesome clipped out distorted crunchy drum sound and I was like what, what am I doing here what's what's giving me this sound and I ultimately found that it was some sound toys delay plugin where I had just the preset I had chosen had the input cranked all the way and clipping that plugin so you know abusing it is what gave me this awesome characteristic on drums and I put that in my little book of notes said hey you can take a sound toys plugin crank the input and get a cool kind of gritty distortion effect without pulling up a distortion plugin. And it was just like perfect for what I was looking for. So two reasons to um, to abuse things. One is to help you characterize them. Two is to find little Easter egg bits that you can then put in your book of tricks and apply to other productions. So that's um, that's my kind of a quick thought for you today. As I said, we do have some some excellent episodes recorded. I look forward to getting those out to everyone. Until then, this is Vadim reminding you to check yourself before you wreck yourself and get some sleep. <laughs>